We are live. Welcome to episode 18 of the High Slot Podcast. I'm here today, as always, with the boys, Bob Deuce. How are we? Snipsky. Yes, sir. Our behind-the-scenes guy, Jay Butts. And myself, Andrew Coco Curry. What's going on, boys? Anything new with you dudes? Uh, it's been a while. It seems like it's been like a year since we uh, last recorded. It's good to be here again, uh, cover some some playoff puck. And I got nothing else. How about you, Vinny? Yeah, you know, just living life, uh, catch our content over the weekend, played a lot of golf, you know, just chilling. Like, yeah, catching catching the games. Hasn't been, you know, that exciting for the boys for the playoffs, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, still still entertaining for sure. Um, looking forward to recap some of the playoff matchups with you guys. For those who didn't see, over the weekend, we had our first ever suck bag invitational. It was <laughs> me and Bob here versus Snipsky and Jay Butts. Unfortunately, it was an epic collapse for Bob and I. Uh, up two with three holes to go. Choked the last three holes. It was all Snipsky, though. Butts didn't do shit, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> it was all Snipsky on the back nine. Legit carried the team. Yeah, that, after, uh, that tequila shot on the turn really turned the match around for, for the boy. After um, I chunked that tee shot on like 17, I knew it was all over. I just knew because I was finished. I was couldn't it, swing. Was it 16 where you, it was the par three? And no, you no, guys, 17 was the par oh, three. That's, oh, it, the yeah. seven. Yeah, oh, my God. When we you guys, apart. when I saw both of you guys barely hit it off the tee, I was like, oh, oh man. <laughs> I was like, me and Butts might win this. <laughs> I mean, it was a long day. Hot as bag out there. I, I, like, you got, I told everyone, you got to be careful out there. Yeah, On a hot dude. day like that. It was cooking. I didn't Steaming. listen to my own advice. I was dehydrated. <laughs> I was dead. But I was dragging ass by the end of the round. At the end of the day, we are hockey players. We're not golfers. But you can't be blowing a two-hole lead with three to go. That no, was tough. Can't. That that's, was tough. That's fucking amazing. It was, it was two. <laughs> you guys blew two on the front. And then two on the back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but we'll get you <laughs> next time, though. Uh, there's going to be another yeah, one we'll, down the pipeline. Oh, yeah. Not to make excuses, but my third round of the year. So <laughs> I have take, no excuses. Take that for what it is. I've been golfing like a maniac. I have no excuses. You shot 86 on Saturday. <laughs> I know. I, sh- I shot the round of my life the day before. I got all my good swings out of the way. I fucked myself. But what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, we're just going to come back with a vengeance next time. Put you guys away early. Learned our lesson. Um for those of you that tuned in, thank you. We appreciate it. We definitely intend to have more uh, golf content coming out this summer. It's going to be a long summer, a lot of golf. We're uh, looking forward to getting out on some of the nice courses around here in the New England area. And yeah, just keep the content coming for you guys. If you guys liked it, let us know. We'll definitely keep it rolling. I mean, I feel like everyone enjoys watching other people suck at golf. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's actually pretty fun to watch. And we suck, so <laughs> we won't have an issue with that, yeah. that's for sure. Hence the suck bag. Yeah, emphasis on the suck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, other news, though. A little personal news. I moved recently, and in just one of the top three worst things of all time has to be moving. Yeah, moving is the Dude, there is, like, there's very few things worse than moving. Oh, yeah. Like, packing, just packing up all your shit, lugging it around, like, lugging, like, bureaus and dressers, mattresses. Like, there's literally nothing worse. Yeah, congratulations on the house, though. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, the spot's slowly but surely coming together. Still needs a lot of work, but, you know, finally got to call a place home, so it's nice. That's yeah, awesome. Congratulations. It's nice not paying yes, someone sir. else's rent for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, so, like, move, like you said, moving does stink. When I was in the military, I moved, like, once every, like, butts nose, like, once every three or four months, dude. 
I remember when I got out, I was like, I'm going to move somewhere where I don't have to move at all like, for like years. Yeah. Like I was so <laughs> dumb with it, dude. Like moving is the absolute woke. Yeah, you got, I'm still living in a suitcase, dude. It's brutal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I even got around the I couldn't in. imagine the military. I feel like you just got to have your shit ready to go at any minute. Oh, dude, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you move your whole, like, you have to move your whole life, like, every six months. Sometimes even less than that. It's terrible. Terrible. That was, like, my third time moving within, like, the year, too. Moved from, uh, moved to Arthur Street, had to move out of Arthur Street, and then finally moved into uh, where I'm at now. Like, yeah. dude, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm staying put for a while. Yeah, now. get a house. You're going to yeah. be living there for, like, 20, 40 years. I'm going to be chilling. But, yeah, anything else you guys got? You guys want to dive into some playoff hockey talk? Let's dive. Yeah, let's let's get do it. it. Uh, we are here in the studio today thanks to our producer, Hedgebear Technologies. The Hedgebear sports betting platform is a revolutionary concept that creates a competitive advantage for every party involved in the sports betting process. They're putting the odds in your hands, cutting out the middleman, and empowering a future generation of sports bettors. The sports betting platform is coming soon in 2023, but if you want to get early access, be sure to go check them out over at www.hedgebetter.com. That's www.hedgebetter.com. Before we recap some of the second round NHL playoffs, let's uh, dive into some NHL news from the past week. So in a surprising announcement on Friday, Dallas Stars coach Rick Bonus announced that he is stepping down as head coach of the team. Are you boys as surprised as I am by this move? Yeah, I don't know what's good. I guess he like stepped on his own power. It wasn't a yeah. firing. So yeah, he had a year left on his contract. Yeah, that I don't know what's good. Like they have Jake Ottinger, promising goaltender, obviously played unbelievable in the playoffs, and that that team has some good promise, good future ahead of it. So I don't know what like his whole mindset was. Maybe he wants to go for another job. I'm not too sure. There's there's a few vacancies out there right now. We'll talk about that in a bit. But Snipsky, what do you yeah, think of Bonus stepping yeah, down? Bonus, he's a he's a good coach. I I just don't think. Uh, Dallas snuck in to the playoffs. For sure, yeah, definitely. Uh, they were definitely didn't play to their potential. I don't think during the during the regular season. Uh, I saw there was a bunch of instances. I saw where Bonus was rip shit on the bench, like in between periods, after periods. I think he took one of the players' sticks and like smashed it off the back of the boards one game. So I think he was just probably frustrated and couldn't get the best out of him. So he probably thought it was best for him to probably walk away. Plus, hey, I mean, there's Vegas over there. They don't have a coach. And they yeah. have, they're fully loaded. Just no goalie. They they have they have good goaltending over in Dallas, too. Yeah. Now, like, they got Wedgwood like, Wedge, on the back. Wedgie's on been, the back. not bad. Andre, like, the way he played in the playoffs, you got to think he's the goaltender of the future. Oh, but he, I, I was shocked when I heard this news. I mean, he took over as the coach of the Stars in December in 2019 and then led that team to a Stanley Cup Finals the same year. Pretty successful season this year, I'd say. Yeah, they snuck in wild card um, two, was it? Yeah. And then they almost upset the Flames. You know, it, that would have been a huge upset. They they pushed him to the brink for seven games. Um, I, I just didn't see this coming at all. He he's coached six hundred thirty nine games with Winnipeg, Boston, which I didn't I didn't know he was. I think it was. I think that was like late. It had to be in the nineties. Yeah, he's been coaching for like or 20, early, 30 years. Early two thousand. I didn't really know that either, but it it had to be like very short stint. Yeah, you know, it was. He wasn't the coach for that. Who was he before Claude? Yeah, way before. Yeah, way, even way I want to say it's like the nine, maybe late nineties. Okay, because I don't really remember it either. We must have been like pretty young. Yeah, I, was I, was my, I was still in the Colonel's nutsack. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Because I think uh, Harry Sinden, he was like the GM for like thirty something years. I think he fired bonus, and I don't think we were like alive yeah. when he was coaching. But we're still, or yeah, when still he was the GM. <laughs> 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. I know Rick Bonus is going to miss those Tatas oh, in geez. Dallas. Though. Oh, how can you not? Maybe that's <laughs> why Maybe that's why I stepped away and went chasing that, those titties. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, I mean, he's a tenured coach, 639 games with Winnipeg, Boston, Ottawa, the Islanders, and Phoenix. He's 67 years old, so the only thing I'm thinking is, is he just stepping away from the game entirely at 67 years old? Maybe it didn't he say t- he was. So. Yeah, maybe he had a talk with the wife and just said, you know, maybe it's time for me to hang him up. Um, if not, though, there's five vacancies out there currently for teams who need a head coach, and that's um, Dallas now, Winnipeg, which I guess you could see him united with Winnipeg, Philly, Detroit, and Vegas. So, I mean, there's some spots out there for uh, Rick to go if he, I wouldn't if touch he continues Philly. coaching. I would not touch no. Philly with a 10-foot pole. But yeah. I, I'm pretty sure um, – Trots is probably going to go Winnie, Winnipeg, so I that's mean, probably... Yeah, I have... Uh, I know the... i just looking at the bonus right here when he coached the Bruins. 91-92 season. That's it? One year? Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't think he Short was there stint. very long. Yeah, I was a, I was a little twinkle in the yeah. camel's eye. Yeah. At that, at, oh, yeah, yeah, it says just after one season with the Bruins, bonus was not brought back. I mean, to leave a team like Dallas, who's pretty well built off for the future, I mean, the only team that i could see him going to that is a better chance of winning is vegas yeah. i mean detroit they're, they're still rebuild and they might be decent next year philly's a dumpster fire jets are all right but I, I don't know if, if i was him I don't, I don't see why you leave dallas i'm, I'm pretty yeah. uh, shook by this move yeah i don't i wasn't i was so like shocked when i saw that but you never know like you said it might be some family issues might yeah, be, be health reasons matter. or something you never know you said you said he uh coached for winnipeg right bonus yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. hey winnipeg's open i guess yeah, that's trotsy territory yeah i yeah i guess that so, would be a good spot speaking of head coach and vacant vacancies it has been reported that john tortorella has interviewed for head coach of the philadelphia flyers torts has been a studio analyst for espn after parting ways with the blue jackets last may after six years with the team do you guys think we're going to see a uh, Torts return behind the bench? Yeah, I can see it. Because Philly needs a like a complete like boot camp style oh, yeah. like turnaround. And that guy is the the guy for the job, in my opinion. So I wouldn't be surprised if he if he's over at the um, city of brotherly love. Yeah, he's definitely like hard ass. Like I Torts is a good coach, but he can't be coaching like real like talented players because he's just gonna like piss them yeah, all yeah, off, yeah, and then they're gonna be works. like, get them out of here. So, yeah, Philly's a start because it's all young guys you can mold into probably two-way good good players, you know, and it's a young team, so they'll listen to them. All I know is I'd be shitting my pants if I'm on the Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers right now, dude. The chance of Torts coming in and just absolutely ripping them a new one, flipping this team upside down, the, you know, the way he coaches. Yeah. You know, they're going to be in for one. Bag skate, like the whole first week of practice. He just puts the bucket in center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, good luck, boys. If you need to throw up, throw up in that. Dude, I, I heard some hilarious story, and it was like, he was um, when he was coaching the, on the Blue Jackets, and he goes, "You're struggling, you're struggling, you're struggling," or whatever. Like to everyone that like sucks, going down the line. yeah, going down the line. And I guess like there was one guy that he didn't say it to, and the guys like, "Oh, I might be playing pretty well. Let's go." And he goes, "Wait, did I miss you? Oh boy, you're fucking struggling." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, I mean, imagine like that's it's probably, a, it's probably line A. Yeah, it was like complete. Yeah, right? He played. He plays complete like mental warfare with players. I couldn't even imagine, dude. Yeah, dude. If I'm on the Flyers and they sign Torts, I'm like, dude, can't even enjoy my summer now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I got to be like conditioning all summer. You know, ready to go because you know Torts is gonna have them. You know, you know, like you said, going through boot camp. 
But, Bob, I agree. Maybe this is what Philly needs. I mean, this would be their seventh coach in the past 10 years. Yeah. yeah. They, they need a well-established coach who's been successful in this league. Torts, two-time Jack Adams winner, <laughs> former Stanley Cup champ. Yep. I mean, this could – I mean, not saying Philly's going to be playoff contender next year. No chance. No. But if you need a guy who's going to come in, straighten out this team, straighten out this organization, I think Torts is your guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it only makes sense. I don't see any other like coach going to Philly other than I don't Tortorella. know why I don't want to go to and, Philly. Uh, yeah, but Tortorella's <laughs> fucked in the head. He, yeah. he definitely It's yeah, a challenge for him. He's yeah. like, you know what? Like, I'll take this bunch of suck bags and yeah. you know, mold them into a winning team. Bob, Bob you said uh, Claude Giroux is going to try to sign back with Philly. After. Not anymore. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, not a chance. Well, yeah. well, man, the thing is, he might sign like a one-day contract when he retires, but there's no way he's yeah. going to go and play for Torts. Oh, Torts is there? Yeah, lose my number. Yeah, I saw something today. Giroux uh, low-key chirped Philly. He said um, they asked him like if he's gonna return to uh, Florida next year, and he said, um, "Yeah, like after 15 years with a different organization, where all they cared about was like sales and you know ticket yeah. um, ticket sales." He's like, "It's finally nice to be in a team that uh, cares about winning." Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Low key chirp to Philly. Damn. It's Philly. Scumbags. That's your captain for like 10 years, Philly. How are you feeling? You're spit in their face. Like, yeah. How, hey, thanks for nothing. Yeah. That's you, not even like at the players or anything. It's just the no, GM just, up yeah. front office, front like. Office, yeah. Codger literally told Philly, give you balls I mean, a yeah, tug. Yeah, Philly's never won shit since like when? The 70s, 80s? Yeah, yeah, when did they make that run? 2015? Uh no, no, they the last time they went to the Stanley Cup final was against the Blackhawks 2010. They oh, 2010. The, the, the Patty oh, Kane OT. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm uh, talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Snuck it in yeah. on the side. Okay. Is that when I, like, he was selling when yeah. he won and no yeah. one knew what happened? Yeah. They were all like, oh, it went in. And then they all started selling like 10 minutes later. Yeah, ever since then, Philly's organization has been down the toilet. Thanks, Patty. I think it would be great for the league, though, for Torts to be back behind the bench somewhere. I mean, oh, yeah. he's always he's a great coach. entertainment. He's, he's a, a good coach. He's, he's a good dick. coach. It's just like he can't coach. You don't get a star player. Yeah. Because he'll just bench him because he's just like, oh, he just like tries to make a statement like that. Like he benched Lion Yeah. He like Lion out there gliding around looking to score. And then Dubois had mad beef, too. Yeah. Lion in the high slot gliding around. And then he's just like, can't do that. Sit down. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah yeah he was Smart supposed to be like later. their golden boy bro dude they, you know like that's like the same thing you said like that's gonna be their seventh coach in 10 years dude they've gone through like 30 goalies yeah they have no it's no fucked. stability between the pipes no stability as a head coach like, yeah. that's why that team has sucked for the past you know five six years their forward and decor hasn't been terrible yeah it's just their goalies they just can't find the goalie that they they need to be successful I think they have like that kid. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the goalie there for the Flyers, Carter Hart. Yeah, Carter Hart. I think he's good. They just can't get like a guy behind them to help him out. Yeah, he definitely he plays he's a been lot. Left out to dry, but he's a head case. I think he's he's letting some like softies like he's, he's been like I think he's recorded. He's hit or miss. I think he's recorded like two straight seasons like under nine hundred save percentage. I, I think Yikes. he's he's probably it's eight brutal. eight nine eight ninety. Yeah, something. he's probably playing like eighty percent of their games though. Like you probably shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, they always have some like fossil backing them up. Yeah, that sucks. This year, yeah, no, (laughs) it's it's nobody notable. No, Brian Elliott. He's on on the uh, uh, lightning. Lightning. Lightning, Yeah, yeah. it's probably like Jake Allen or something. Someone brutal. All right, why don't we move in some local Bruins talk? (laughs) Oh dear God! (laughs) So Bruins president Cam Neely announced that they are not ready to commit to Bruce Cassidy being behind the bench in Beantown next year. Neely said, "In quote." I think we have to look at making some changes as far as how we play and the way we do things. I think Bruce is a fantastic coach, 
He's brought a lot of success to this organization, but we'll see where this goes. What's your thoughts on Neely's statement? Then you can go first. It's a disgrace to uh, blame Bruce Cassidy for anything that has happened with the team. Uh, he led, I mean, the team, pretty much the same team to the cup a couple years ago with, you know, you never improve the team going forward. Like the team's good. It's, it could be a lot better. Like the drafting, that's what it comes down to Don Sweeney, the personnel. You don't blame the head coach. I know this league, you blame the coach, but the personnel, you're not going to get away with 2015. I don't care if that was your first year as GM. it's still under your watch. And then you got, what, like seven years after that? You can't pick your nose. (laughs) Like, literally cannot pick his nose. And he's going to, oh, I'm going to blame the coach. They don't like him. And I heard uh, Bergeron is not seeing eye to eye with him. So I need Bergeron to come back. And then I'm going to call Krejci, and he's over in the check. It's an absolute disgrace, like, to go after these guys, like, that are, like, 30, mid-30s and just say, oh, we want you back. No. No. It's not it. It's not the move. And I'm pissed about it. Yeah, I agree with Vinny. Like, the one thing that, like, kind of irks me, too, is the Bergeron, like, quote being, like, oh, yeah, like, we don't, we're not seeing eye to eye. He's, call, he's calling too many people out in the locker room. What, you need a fucking safe space to play hockey? <laughs> you know how many times I've been, like, wanted, like, to punch my coach in the face, but he got the best out of me for that? Dude, like, no, that's not how this is going to be ran. Bruce Cassidy is a Jack Adams winner for a fucking reason. Like, he, he's a winning – he win, he wins games. Like, he's never had a bad season. Ever since he's been the Bruins coach, we've gone to the Stanley Cup final. We've made playoffs. If anything, Don Sweeney needs to pack his shit. And I don't know why Cam – I don't know why Cam Neely's even extending him. Bro, like, the 2015 draft, like you said, you're not going to get away with that. No one's ever going to forget that 2015 draft where you could have picked Matt Barzell – Fucking Thomas Shabbat. Oh, no. Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo. No, what's his draft to Brusque? Guy's an absolute bust. And he's good for like, he, he goes on one good streak. Everyone thinks he's, oh, no, he's back. He's back. And then he disappears he? in the playoffs. Where was he? So I don't know what the hell we're doing as a Bruins organization right now. Like, it's 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 getting so out of hand to like where I like, I, I might not even be a Bruins fan anymore. It's getting to that point. Yeah, it's frustrating for sure. I mean, the Bruins have one of the most incompetent front offices in the league is really what it comes down to i mean and i think getting rid of bruce cassidy i mean clearly they're looking for a scapegoat for whatever reason and it looks like it's going to be bruce unfortunately but if they get rid of bruce cassidy i think that's the nail in the coffin for this team i think the window slams shut if you get rid of bruce cassidy and you know who are you going to bring in i know and at at this point like who are you going to bring in to like shake things up like i mean your core guys are are aging they're they're on the back nine you got a few few good years left in them so i don't think bringing in someone else who you know has to now you know come in with a new system have the guys learn i don't think that's the right move at all bruce has done nothing wrong since taking over as coach in 2017 bruce cassie has gone 245 wins 108 losses and 46 um, overtime losses in the regular season I mean, yeah, the playoff success hasn't quite been there, 36 and 37, but that really just goes how to show how tough it is to win in the playoffs in this league. I mean, winning the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy in sports, arguably, and, and it's not something that teams, you know, just get handed to. I mean, the Bruins have had some good runs, but, I mean, I, I think you can't just throw it all on Bruce and blame him. Yeah, because it's like the it's the front office that needs to structure the team. It's not really him. Like, he's it's, it's over Bruce's, like, pay grade for him to – go get guys and set up the team for success so they can make a playoff run. That's all on Don Sweeney and Cam Neely. So if anything, 
he's doing what as much as he can with what he's got. So it's I don't know I don't know. And for uh, those who are saying like um, the players don't like playing for Bruce or whatever, like I've never heard a bad thing about this guy. You know yeah, in, until whatever yeah. a week ago. I I heard uh, I forget who the heck the guy was, but. He used to play for Bruce Cassie on the Caps, and he was on Spit and Checklets, and he said that uh, he said Bruce Cassie was a piece of shit head to toe. But like, hey, you know, like he's definitely like a hard coach to play. Like he's a hard coach, which what you need, I think. But also to go back to the personnel stuff, you know, like the contracts that we like sign guys to, like Don Sweeney's made, like Hampus Lindholm, yeah, lock him up, fine. McAvoy walk him up, but we got like guys on the third line that are locked up. You know, it's like That's for years. Like you got, you got. I mean, I love Coyle. He's a good player. He's locked up like he's a first, second line center, and he's on the third line. He's getting like almost eight a year, and it's like you got like four more years of that. Good player, but he's overpaid, and you're gonna have him for so long. And then you got like Grizzly, Car- Carlo. All those guys are like locked in for like two, probably two, three more years, and it's like. These guys aren't good enough to be just, like, hanging around like it's a country club. Yeah, what about all these guys that we let walk that are now succeeding? Frank Vetrano. Yeah. And Lindgren. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Tory Krug. Tory Krug. Oh, like, I'd where, love Tory Krug. Where are these bad. guys? Like, where's the blame on that? Like, letting these guys walk and then keeping some of these scrubs that who, who aren't even producing? I, I remember when Tory Krug got let go. I was, like, beside myself when that happened. I was, like, why would we ever get rid of Tory Krug? And, like, there was, like, a bunch of Boston fans that I'm not going to name, obviously, but they were, like, dude, I think it's a great move. Like, he just wanted so much money, dude. It's, like, dude, he deserves it. Like, he's making as much money as he wanted for the Bs, like, on, on the Blues, and look at what the Blues are at right now. I know they're down 3-1 in the series, but they're they're advancing in the he, playoffs. I think he's hurt. Yeah, I saw yeah, him on the ninth that, yeah. floor. <clears throat> yeah, but he's, he's having – he's having success ah, that's a, that's such a kick in the nuts that he was like yeah i'm gonna go the blues they just beat us in the cup see a way to swing dog yeah. Like, yeah 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 he pretty much just gave everyone the middle finger in the boston front office because we wouldn't pay God, him honestly. we wouldn't pay him extra money yeah like the whole Stupid. like the whole nailian can i know the whole nailian sweeney like oh we're we're good friends we used to play together bullshit has to fucking stop like you gotta make a good decision on who's running i don't care if you guys played together in the early 90s lost a cup together whatever it's not the right thing to do you you get the right person for the job that's it yeah and bruce isn't the problem the problem is defense is weak you lack depth up front that's the real problems i mean bruce isn't the one out there scoring goals Mm -hmm. you know and, and blocking shots and breaking pucks out power play was dog shit all playoffs you know where's the blame on that um, you, you can't win with the type of numbers we had, especially on the power play in the playoffs. You know, guys in that locker room need to step up and take some accountability. It can't just all be on Bruce. And the Bruins are in trouble. I, I've said it before. We have no first-round pick this year. Um, our farm system, our prospect pool, is one of the worst in the league. It's dog shit. It, the rebuild is coming sooner than later for the Bruins, unfortunately. We've had a good run for the past 10, 11, 12 years, but the rebuild is coming. It's unwarranted, though. It's just that our front office is out the lunch. Like if we if Don Sweeney just knew how to like draft and just had hockey knowledge and not we, draft yeah. Trent Frederick in the first round, yeah, like we, <laughs> you know what I we, mean. We it's would like, we wouldn't be in this yeah. position. We'd still have our, a window would be open maybe five more years. You can't draft like dog shit for six years in a row and expect the team to you know flourish you know in the future. Like yeah. that's just not that's not how it works. It's but. a fucking joke. It's like Don Sweeney, not Bill Belichick. You can't you don't got leverage like that. You know what I mean? You shouldn't at least. <laughs> it's just brutal. 
And I, what do you do? You think Bruce stays? Is there any chance? I don't think he stays. Yeah, think it, it's just like it's just gonna be like Cam Neely, like hit, like tapping, rubbing, um, Don Sweeney in the back. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't your <laughs> fault. And he's like, you know what? Like I'll, I'll fire I Bruce. Already, for you. I already heard there was like when they burn up the 2015 draft and Neely, he's just like, oh, that's not on Don. It was like a group effort that year. Well, I'm. Then Cam Neely should be gone. Cut the like, shit. <laughs> cut the shit. If it was a group effort, then Don uh, Don Sweeney and Cam Neely should and be the, out the did, door. They want to be more instead of a grind and grinding grinding team next year. They want to be a dump and chase, and uh, then they go, "Oh yeah, uh, Bruce is a great coach." Once I heard that, I was like, "They're firing him," because once you yeah, start saying yeah, nice yeah. things about someone, you're about to like, "Yeah, you're all done." They're being like, way too wishy washy about yeah. this. He's gonna be gone. Unfortunately, uh, it's bullshit because it's like he's gonna go and probably win a cup with like Vegas or like some other team. You know what I mean? It's bullshit. Yeah, it's just what it comes down to is no one in the front office wants to take accountability for, you know, the the poor choices made in this team in the past, and, and now it's coming to haunt us. Yeah. Horrible leadership. Like, yeah. part of good leadership is being able to, like, own up to your mistakes, and, and then and it's not it's owning like, up to it. It goes beyond uh, the front offices, like, the ownership. Our ownership's, do- our ownership's dog shit, too. Yeah, like, the, J- the Jacobs they, family. They, like, I guess they're run, like, uh, uh, the, uh, the Jacobs that owns, like, the dad, he's out. He doesn't like run the team anymore. It's his kids. There's like eight of them, and they all run it. Oh, that's and, gonna work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's in there, just like all like the Jacobs own the team for like 40, 50 years, and they don't fire the GM. The only way they fire the GM is if they don't make the playoffs. They want that those play that playoff money, and like if they're, they're content, it's eight, bullshit. Eight spoiled kids run the team. I'm sure that's gonna work out. Too many Chiefs, not oh, enough it, Indians. It's it's too hard to replace uh, GM in a front office. Just don't fire the coach. We can get another one of those. Like, it's ridiculous. I feel like the same thing kind of happened with Claude Julian. Like, that guy didn't do anything wrong either. And then they just freaking yeah, killed him, too. He just didn't. He just told the forwards not to score any goals. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He, he, it was straight defense. We never, like, it was, we won every game like two to one, two nothing. There was like no goals. It was, it was kind of, I mean, like, that's how you win. I mean, it's a way to win. You know, it's not the, but, like, the he best recipe. But, but the thing is, a Claude, he'd like sit like talented guys that could score. He'd be like, "Oh, if you're not hitting a guy and like dumping the puck into the zone and forechecking, but if you're gliding around the high slot, you're benched." You know what I mean? It's like one of those. It's like, come on. Yeah, I mean, it, it just starts from the top and it trickles down. And unfortunately, it's I don't think it's a great time to be a Bruins fan. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, especially when Bergeron's gone. Sheesh. Yeah, a lot of question marks this offseason. I, I hope that they fire Bruce just for Bergeron. And Bergeron says, I don't care and just and, doesn't come and back. And then there's talks if Bergey leaves that they're going to trade Marshawn too. He's the only one with like real value on that team. That's the thing. Because he's the only all best all-around guy on the team other than Bergeron. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you complete rebuild coming. I, I would hate common. to watch, but I would hate to play against Marshy. Like if I like oh, or watch him play against could, us. Yeah, yeah that sucked. But I don't know. He doesn't want to leave. I saw somebody tweet at him said, or that same take, and then I guess he responded. He goes, "That's a tough take." So, yeah, he, he might have it's a tough, no move. Like, I think he might have a no movement clause. He so, definitely has one. Yeah, so he might be like, "Yeah, I don't want to leave," and then they can't do anything. So, a lot of rumors swirling around. Krejci and Pasternak playing pretty good together. Uh, and he the, might be yeah, recruiting, that. but that's sad. If that's the case, if that's what we're doing, like that shouldn't be what we're doing. If we're recruiting a thirty-six year old, yeah, yeah, which is which is all I'm called too. Can be, hey, you sure about their retirement? We could use you in the locker room. We'll sign you for eight mil. 
You know, I mean, like Don's like, we'll just get the band back together, you know, dude, I would do some beers in the block room. Yeah, dude, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> like, what are we doing here as the Boston Bruins organization? Like, it's so ridiculous, dude. Like, if Vinny says, like, it's like a membership, dude. It's like, it's like you got a membership at fucking presidents and you just like, at, like, you just shot 18. Club, yeah. You shot 18. You're like, hey, buddy, how did you shoot today? He's all oh, not too good. I'm a little older now. You know, I don't got it like I used to. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, what the oh, fuck yeah, are we we'll doing? Oh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow, you know? Yeah, yeah. Bring it, bring your game tomorrow, no problem. Fucking insane, dude. They're probably uh, sending smiley... Don Sweeney's probably sending smiley faces to Krejci right now. It's like, Yo, come back, please. You up? Yeah, you up, text, yeah. <laughs> you, you text up. him, you up? You up with Krejci's a smiley like, face. blocking this guy's number. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's like, there's a reason why I left this fucking Yeah, he team. adds him on Snapchat, follows him on Instagram. He's like, yo, what is good with this guy? Blocked. Like, yeah. I think our only saving grace is if Fabian Lysel ends up being the next Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> Some crazy. We need Connor McDavid. We need a Con- Connor McDavid. That's what. On our team. That's that. That's the comparisons I'm hearing because he skates like McDavid. Wouldn't but he already get, be in the league though if he's that good? I think Don Sweeney doesn't know anything. No, I, dude. I think. I think they're bar- I think they're like kind of burying him because they're like waiting to see. I, th- I if I were them, I would have friggin' put that kid in the Bring third him line. The playoffs. Yeah, yeah, put him on the third line. That's what I said on prior pods. Like what's before the playoffs, I was like, where's Fabian Lysel? We need to score goals. Screw DeBrusque. This kid's probably better than him. You know? Oh, dude, anyone can be better. <laughs> dude, anyone can be better like than Like I said, I, 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 we were talking about the video that I saw on Fabian Lysel when he threw the stick. Dude, I, we <laughs> need that. Nut. We need that fucking shit. Nut. <laughs> yeah, we need a nutcase. Like, yo, DeBrusque, dude, he's soft as puppy shit. Like, our whole team is pretty much, other than, like, a few guys. But, like, they're, they're soft. Yeah. We need a hothead and a Russian. We need a Russian. Only good teams win. We need. We, a, you we, need a Russian. We need, we need one. You need a dirty Russian <laughs> rat. Bay Lightning. <laughs> Every good team has one. We need one. All right. Speaking of Tampa Bay, why don't we get into an update on the second round of the NHL playoffs? So, in what was supposed to be the Battle of Florida, ended up being the massacre of Florida as the Lightning swept the Panthers four games to nothing. But how's your nipples, kid? Yeah, no one can see it for right now because the cameras are on us. But he's actually vas- putting Vaseline on his nipples right now. Yeah. He's getting eating. lubed up. Uh, <laughs> he's got the ice cubes rubbing on his nips right now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so for those who haven't tuned in lately, but before the playoffs started, bet that he'd get his nipples pierced if the Florida Panthers didn't at least go to the Stanley Cup Finals. What happened? They get swept in the second round. <laughs> yeah, like we've been calling them frauds all year. We we called it. They, I mean, like they had a hell of a season, won the President's um, Trophy and everything. But like, there's a curse to that. Like, there's really been no one really really won with the, the President's President Trophy. Trophy curse is legit. Yeah, it's it's real. No one's ever won with it. But I think since 2004, right? Yeah, Detroit. It's, yeah, it's been a while. And yeah, like 2009. Man. No, no, no. It was it was like it was around 2004 maybe. Yeah, it was Loco year, yeah. So it didn't really count. Yeah, it was, it was like a Loco year. Yeah. Like, there hasn't been a full season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, like, I think a couple pods ago, like, we were talking about the Panthers and if they're a fraud. They played nobody and they were letting up goals left and right, like four or five goals a game. Still winning, though. But it's like, can't yeah, win that way. So I come there being like the Ducks, like four to three yeah. in like, overtime after yeah. being down like three nothing. It's like, all right, that's impressive, but like, the Ducks are one of the worst teams in the league. Like, like yeah. that shit's not going to fly in the playoffs. We've been saying it. Um, so we'll keep you posted. We're going to keep Butts true to his bet. We'll have the nips pierced. Might might be having it done live. So be, be on the lookout on social media. 
But yeah, the Panthers, they didn't show up. They scored three goals the entire series. Yeah. And they scored the most goals in like the salary cap era in a yeah. single season. And then they go out and score three goals. Yeah, like Vassy was on his head. Yeah, I was going to say that's but more credit to Vasilevsky. It was definitely partly due to the Panthers playing like dog shit all series. You do have to give credit to Andre Vasilevsky. I mean, he's etching himself as one of the greatest playoff goaltenders of all time. Yeah, when it comes to clinching games and like clinching a series, like they like let's say like every fourth, like if it was game four, game six, game seven, he has like what a goals against a one point three. I no, I got the stats right here. So in his last seven series clinching games, so with the potential to end the series, in the last seven of those games, he's allowed one goal on two hundred shots against. 0.14 goals allowed average, 0.995 save percentage, and six shutouts. That's that's literally just that's gross. Like if that guy, like if he just keeps on doing that on the in the playoffs, dude, he's gonna be like a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. He already is with those numbers. Yeah, I grew up as a goalie. I looked up to Rodor, Watt. Kids nowadays they're looking up to him. Like they yeah. want to be him. Exactly. Yeah, I, there's a kid that's um, a backup goalie for my team. Like the 2011 team, he's, he wears 88 for Vasilevsky. Yeah, Vassie, yeah. yeah. Like, he, like kids look up to that he's guy. He's really etched himself as one of the greatest playoff goaltenders of all time, if not one of like the best goaltenders of all time. And there's people out there who are like, oh, whoa, not yet, not yet. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, what do you mean not yet? Yeah, people like pump the brakes. <laughs> it's like, dude, he's won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Coco just literally just read off like the most head-spinning fucking stat in my entire life. Hasn't, it's like, how are they? He's hasn't not- lost back-to-back games either. He's like 17-0 and 0 yeah. off a loss in – He's only he's joined um, four other goaltenders who have more wins in their first ninety playoff games, and he joined the company of Grant Fuhr, Kenny Dryden, Billy Smith, and Jock Plant. And those are the <laughs> the goats of like, yeah, like of like goalies. Like every every single generation, those are the goats of every generation. And he might even be just be the goat if he keeps on doing what he's fucking doing. I mean, like, those guys also were playing against like fucking carpenters and you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, the talent that Vassy's going up against is like top notch. Like yeah. the, the guys that are playing nowadays, obviously the game has evolved a shit ton, but like, I mean, no, no discredit to those legends, but like, come on, like what yeah. Vassy's doing is out of this world and you'll never see this ever again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to appreciate greatness and it, it's happening right in front of our own eyes. Just can kind of give him a run for his money. Maybe like when his career progresses, but right now Vassy is well, the man. Yeah. I mean, the way sharesky has been playing against the uh, Canes, it's kind of like the same thing. I saw a stat. He's only allowed like three goals in the last hundred shots or something like that too. Like something yeah. crazy. Yeah. He's on fire. But Vassilassi's a stone cold killer. Killer. Like you see, you want like, the perfect goalie you look at like the height the way he gets down in his butterfly his reaction it's just no one is no one's as good as him and it's just like far far apart like that uh Shersky's like the next up if he can like pull this win out of uh, the series win out of his ass against the canes that's gonna that's huge like the canes are such a good team and if Shersky can get to the eastern conference finals that's one hell of a goalie matchup that would be that, unbelievable. Like, I mean, that, why nothing? Like, triple overtime. Like, Cherisky's been, st- like, stole that game the other night, too. I'm pretty, like, I mean, they played well in front of him, but playing in front of those guys must be, like, a dream, dude. Like, those, they're so good, and, like, you just don't have to really worry. Like, he's going to make this save. He's going to make that save. Rebound. Get it out. You know? And, like, it's just, you know what it is, like, playing in front of a really good goaltender. Yeah. You don't. You can take chances. You can, like – You can pinch up yeah, the wall. Yeah, you yeah. can pinch because, say, if it's a two-on-one, you know he's going to have his guy or, 
you know, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it definitely gives you a boost of confidence. I said it last pod, I think. It's like, dude, you can just see it in Vassy's eyes. Yeah, like his eyes, he's got those like crystal blue eyes and they're just like wide open. He's just locked in. Like I imagine like the scene from The Hangover where uh, Alan, he's like doing like the numbers and they're all just like, flying. oh, yeah, I feel, like, yeah, that, I feel yeah. like that's what like Vassie sees. He's just out there and like numbers are just like in front of him. He's like <laughs> tracking the puck with like a, like, like, like a laser or something. Like it's nuts, dude. The guy is a freak. <laughs> like that. He's oh, out yeah. of his mind. <laughs> Welcome to Caesar's Palace. Does Caesar really live here? <laughs> But no, like, dude, Vasti's just a freak of nature. We've never seen anyone like him before. Who's it? Like, he could be the best Russian goaltender of all time. He's, he know. could be if, like, he keeps on this pace. Like, two cups? Who else, like, has two cups as a goaltender that's playing right now? Is I it, mean, there's Flurry and, uh, oh, Quickie. And then. Yeah, but I, they're, they're both, the, they're on the back now. Yeah, right no, there, but, so. like, the, two in a row. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's it, won 10 straight playoff series. They've won 10 yeah. in a row. When did he Tampa get drafted? Fazzy. It's he's young. He could I mean, be playing for another he, 10, 15. He might be like 27, 28 yeah, he's or like, something. Yeah, like late 20s, I think. He was probably playing for Putin's team and then uh like for like a couple of years. Because <laughs> yeah, Putin, Putin like, probably put it the block the- on the uh NHL. He's like, Oh, I'm gonna go over to the lightning, and Putin's like, No, not yet. <laughs> Two more, yeah. It's probably one of those sick Russians playing in the K, and then like finally it just like decides, like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a shot at the NHL. Like, we'll yeah, see that's what, what Kaprizov did. Kaprizov yeah. got drafted like when he was nineteen, didn't come over till he was like twenty four. Yeah, he's he's twenty seven years old, born ninety four. Jeez. Yeah, then Kirill's like, oh, I can run the state. Very nice. Yeah, <laughs> Minnesota isn't a great that Decent. great of a state though. But. <laughs> Hockey I, state. Yeah. What's impressive too about the Lightning sweeping the Panthers? They did all this without Braden Point, arguably, know, arguably their best forward, one of their best oh, forwards yeah. at least. Well, their, their best playoff performer. Yeah. When I saw Braden Point got hurt, I was like, all right, it's going to be at least a gentleman sweep. You know what I mean? Because I thought maybe like not having Braden Point on any of the special teams was going to bite him in the ass because he plays on PK and power yeah, play. He's a, yeah. And whatever. That's why he's hurt because he just goes balls to the wall. He's like, works hard, works his dick off, and puts the puck in the net. But like the Panthers are nowhere to be found. Like where was Barkov? Where's Huberdo? Oh, yeah, Barkov. Like Barkov, dude, Barkov, yeah. th- that dude Mackenzie Weger. I used to be big on him, but like, what the hell kind of series was that? And that dude? kid Veraggi, he, he had a huge first round. Yeah, two points in six games, and then nothing. Yeah, and then Bobrovsky like was their best player. He, he yeah, he's he the only reason why they gave him a chance. Even blame Bobby. He, <laughs> he brought it that fourth game he well they scored two goals yeah, but like two he nothing. was making saves left and right that game was crazy taking though. away scoring chances from the lightning like and there was a couple called back which that that what when he paddled like that sick face off that guy made that but, like, was I, an ogle no but like i i can see he probably didn't try to move it with his with his uh and glove yeah. but it like just nicked it probably a little bit but that was a snipe yeah, but like, dude, the first goal shouldn't have been disallowed. Like, it was kind of crazy. Oh, was it, it, off there, the was no, like, there was no like, there was no evidence, yeah, dude. Not- the, all right, so like, I was watching with my dad. I was like, if they called this back, I'm literally gonna be shocked. I mean, that happened to us a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, I'm like, if this gets um, called back, I, I'm gonna be shocked. Gets called back, right? And I go on Twitter. I see all these people's takes, blah blah blah. One person goes, well, in Canada, we got the better view. I'm like, oh, did you, buddy? Oh, did you? Yeah, Wait, I bet you, I bet you that? it was some random guy like, on Twitter. Why are they giving out different views in different yeah, countries? Exactly. What is that? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You got the better view or whatever. And then, like, they're like, yeah, in America, like, in the States, like, where you guys are watching, they didn't give you, like, the better view. I'm like, that makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Or whatever. I'm like, bro, this thing, you, you can't even tell if the thing hit the, hit the, um, the netting. Yeah, that's, that's like, that's like, that's like the Canadian way of saying, 
I know hockey better than you or something. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're from the United States. I'm from Canada. I saw what actually happened. It's like, no, you, you just think you're better than me. Yeah, I mean, not going to lie. When I heard the point injury news, like going into the series, it did worry me a bit. I still went with Tampa because they're yeah. Champa Bay. And like, it literally just, this series just showed like why they're back-to-back Stanley Cup champs and could potentially three-peat. Like, they're so deep. Everyone on that team just buys in. The you know, blocking shots, everyone from first line to fourth line bought in, grinding, like getting in the corners, chipping pucks out. Like they just, every single player just does the same shit. You know what I mean? Like doesn't matter skill level. It's like uh, you got Stamkos out there blocking shots. You got some fourth line scrub out there blocking shots. Like so everyone's in the corners, everyone's battling. Like they, like just hats off to John Cooper because that guy's a hell of a fucking coach. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're so heavy. Like, like no, they're balanced, but like their first two lines are so good and so solid that like their third line, they don't even have to have a nasty third line. When they lost Blake Coleman, I thought I was like, oh man, they're they're not going to be that good this and year. Yanni Gord, yeah, yeah, and Yanni right? Gord, they're big. But pieces. uh, yeah, but back to the point thing, like I I said to you, Bob, I wasn't that worried, right? When I was talking about Braden Point, I was like, they're still going to win, like they're. Cause like how nasty they are, like a Kucherov, like he's he's more effective on the power play, I think, than any part of the game. Like Braden Point, because he's the like Bergen the bumper, you got Point in the bumper, yeah. And like they literally everyone, like it's crazy how like he how many points he gets on the power play and how many goals because like you got Kucherov on the power play, you got Stamkos, but they look for Braden Point like bumping, like just swinging, swinging for the fences and scoring every time. He's he's got a nose to the net. I love him. People shout out to Wom. They think I'm. I look like Braden Point. If I had a beard, like maybe you see it, see the difference. But like, hey, enough about me. Yeah, but um, but uh, the, the thing is, like the Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel Paul, additions yeah. were literally like, yeah, Nick Paul. If they still- if they didn't pick up those two guys in that trade deadline and Point was out, they they probably wouldn't have been in the yeah. position they are right now because Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel, like you said, Coco, all those guys buy in. Those guys, like Brandon Hagel is probably one of the best forwards in the Blackhawks this year. Yeah. Comes in, has a completely different role. Is playing like third, fourth line minutes. Comes in and just fucking just like grinds. That guy's so fast. So fast. (laughs) And then Nick Paul was like a second line guy for the center. Just comes in, again, takes a lesser role. Just miss miss a game seven first round and then just bullies people like Not gonna lie. I was like, who the fuck is Nick Paul? This is Jake and Logan Paul's brother. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy. It's, just, it's their half brother. <laughs> and then the just, just guys like Ross Colton, like yeah. Sorelli is a bigger name. I love Sorelli. Yeah, but Sorelli. Like, McDonough, McDonough, blo- McDonough blocked like over a hundred shots that too. I, it I, seemed I, like, like Ryan McDonough. Love that guy. Ryan McDonough is literally my like my most favorite, one of my most favorite defensemen in the league. I take him in fantasy every year just because he's a he's a mach- he's a block machine. Like he blocks, he eats pucks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, dude. And then like Victor Hedman, that guy could easily be a Norris winner every year. Oh, like, that guy's a moose. Hedman's I, an animal. I uh, like. I think he's the best stay at home in the league. Yeah, like the most dependable. Sergachev's dirty too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got so Sh- many, so many good fucking. But yeah, Bogos- yeah. like their worst guy, and he's still not that bad. Oh, I, I, yeah, he's a plug. No, I, like, he, no, he's not that bad. He's a big boy. Yeah, no, he, he's definitely the worst guy. He's probably yeah. like he's probably their sixth defenseman. But like on any, any other team, he's like top three defenseman. He was, uh, I think, he was in the AHL, and then they like on another team, and then they picked him up. And yeah, it was the Sabers. He was yeah, on the Sabers from now. Yeah, he was like sucking on the Sabers, and I'm like, all right, that's he wasn't a great. Sucking on, right, whatever. <laughs> Wait, agree to disagree there. He wasn't right. sucking on the Sabres. Well, I'm, you're in the AHL. 
I mean, I, I knew Tampa was deep. That's why I picked them. But I didn't realize that they were this deep, man. I was like, yeah, they lost some guys in the offseason. Maybe they're not the same Tampa Bay team. Boy, was I wrong. But you'd have to be a complete moron to say Panthers and five in this series. Yeah, we're not, gonna, we're not going to name any names. <laughs> but someone that has a big name in hockey might have said Panthers and five. Might be the worst take of all time. That's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, you should fade that guy. Whatever <laughs> he says or one of his co-partners says, you should fade. I mean, dude, that, uh, that's just a brutal take. And then what, what's your boy's thoughts on the Panthers supposedly hitting the strip club before game four? <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just waving the white flag. Dude, there's a lot of people being like Panthers and seven out there. I'm like, dude, they're, they're up all night <laughs> with Panthers titties in seven. their face, drinking tequila shots probably all night. Yeah, they're, they're, that's why they didn't score any goals in the fourth game. They couldn't score. They played Joe Thornton game. Jumbo. <laughs> I mean, the boys needed a confidence boost. Maybe they had, maybe, maybe they didn't get laid in a while. They needed to bring the boys out to get some titties on them, you know. And Honestly, I didn't hate the move. I'm like, all right, yeah. you're down 3-0. Like, what's the worst that change happens? A, change of pace. <laughs> what's the know? worst thing that happens? You lose game four. It's like, right. yeah, it's no a, shit. You're the coach probably is with them. <laughs> yeah, right. Coach yeah. Burnett was probably there with him. <laughs> probably, probably need to rinse a couple strippers, get get their <laughs> mind right, you know, and paying for play over yeah. there in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, they're they got the company card over all there. Right, That's right. what they're doing. Kodak there. Black was in there with them all too. Right. Cool. It was, he brought the strippers. Yeah, I, I actually, I heard something wicked funny. I saw something. You know, it's like, where was Kodak Black when the Panthers needed him most? And I was, am <laughs> oh I? <laughs> that was the most wildest like video I've ever seen. He was just Yo, like getting grinded bad. on. Yo, they said he was fucked, dude. Like in the stand, in the box. That was yeah, wild. no, I, I saw, I, I saw the video, and they were like, "Yo, he was having sex." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, he was giving it Who a knows? dagger, absolute Shh. dagger. I saw that yeah, post game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. that's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, the Panthers knew they were all done. Like, yeah, might as well hit the strippy before we got to go back to the wife and kids. You know, like, yeah. I don't hate the move. Everyone's like, oh, like, what's that? Like, that's like unprofessional. It was the bank. Whatever. You would have done the same <laughs> shit if you're on that team. And don't lie. Like, you'd have been there with the boys. Like, it. the only guy who was probably at home was Jumbo. Guy's like 45. Or it's his bedtime. Or. No, yeah, or it was, Twitter. or it was Jumbo's <laughs> retirement party. Yeah, Jumbo's going out party. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Panthers. They were all done. Yeah, but honestly though, how shitty must it feel to be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan right now? Because Toronto had Tampa on the ropes. Yes, yeah, up three games to two, and you know that could have been them. They could have went out and swept the Panthers this round. You know, could have been you, Leafs fans, but you guys, sack. you guys choked again. Must suck to be a Leafs fan, I'll tell you that. No, you, guys should, you guys should just hang them up. Just no, destroy the logo. No clutch gene in Toronto anywhere. No clutch gene. Can't finish. All Swedish, no they're, finish. They're all there filling their nuts. They're like, are they still there? <laughs> One, two, three, we're good. <laughs> Always love ragging on the Leafs fans. All right, why don't we move into another series? St. Louis versus Colorado. Currently, Colorado is up 3-1 to one in the series. They split the first two games in Colorado. Then the Avs took both games on the road in St. Louis. Game two, the Blues really took it to the Avs. They, they took it to them big time. They came to play, and it looked like the Blues were going to make this a series. But I think it's fair to say that there was a play that really changed the outcome in this series. And that play I'm talking about is when Blues goalie Jordan Bennington uh, went down with an unfortunate injury. 
So for those of you who didn't see the play, there was a loose puck in front of the net. Abs forward, Nazem Kadri. He went in hard to the net, kind of collided with another Blues player, crashed into the goalie, Jordan Bennington. No penalty on the play, um, but Benner was pretty shaken up, ended up having to leave the game. It was then reported that Bennington had a knee injury and he would be done for the series. It was really unfortunate because Bennington was looking as sharp as ever. Uh, what was your boys' thoughts on the play? You think it was dirty, clean, like un- just unfortunate? What do you think? People that grew up playing the sport of hockey knows that was not intentional. He went in, like, you're, t- you're told to crash the net, go harder than that until the whistle blows. And he went in there trying to get to the puck, and he, he ended up getting tangled up with the defenseman Rosen. And it was unfortunate. Like, no one wants to see that type of injury. Obviously, Benner was ha- looking like playoff Benner. But at the end of the day, it's a bang-bang play. He went hard to the net. And, like, I can see why the Blues are, like, doing what they're doing. But, like, I think the whole David Perron thing of him just going after, like, Kadri and trying to hurt him is, like, complete horseshit. I think he should be reprimanded for that. Um, he got a $5,000 fine. Yeah, but you should be more than that. They, should, they, they, need, to, they need to redo that, but that's another, that's another thing. But the other, but also I want, I want to touch on, what are people doing on, on social media? Like, why? Oh, yeah, what's yeah, up yeah, with this yeah. racial shit towards, towards Kadri? That's fucking embarrassing, like Coco just said. Like, yeah, he hurt someone, but it was intentional. It's hockey. It's a fucking contact sport. Shit happens. Guys should not. I've, I've read them, dude. Have you read the tweets? Yeah, it's brutal. Oh, my God, dude. It's, it's it, I, it made my skin crawl. People that do that, I hope, like, the people that, that got exposed, I hope you lost your job, and I hope you got reprimanded, because that is bullshit. But I I think that's that, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I hated it. I hated the uh, whole thing. I, I just I rooting for the blues and it's such a series changing moment with the Benny like and I was little I was a little optimistic about Huso coming in like maybe he has the same killer instinct he doesn't he's letting in too many softies I mean the the Blues kind of lost their juice when they lost Bennington but yeah Kadri it's it's a bang bang play I'm just, I'm not happy about it but it. I just know Kadri has kind of a history, but it is what it is. Uh, he does have a history, but yeah. like the thing is, it's just a bang bang play. I, like. I just don't like Kadri ever since like we used to play him against the Leafs and all that. So I just never really liked the guy. But it is what it is. It it is a bang bang. He lost his footing. Like people say, he got pushed, which I'm like, no, he didn't. But he, he got, got t- he got tangled. Yeah, up he he was going in and like they collided, and it was a loose puck and unfortunate i have the blues going my cup so that's why i'm pissed off about it <laughs> i mean Kadri, he's a known scumbag on the ice i mean his, his past actions yeah. you know his history take a look at it he, he's done some questionable things i think he personally i think he knew exactly what he was doing not yeah. saying it was intentional but yep. he knew in the back of his head like All right, i'm gonna go hard into the net here other guys probably would have you know pulled up a little right. bit maybe not gone for that puck not saying it was intentional um well, what transpired after is just, you know, completely out of line. Like Bob was saying, with the, the racist comments, death threats towards Kadri and his family, whether the whole the whole thing was intentional or not from Kadri, there's absolutely no reason for any comments made like that, um, especially, you know, towards his family. And it's not just the people of St. Louis and their fan base. Um, it, any other fan base would, would have done the same shit. But really what it just comes down to is people are just such losers nowadays, dude. It's like ever since social media came around, you know, you get this wave of keyboard warriors, right? Mm. Who just you know, they sit behind a computer screen and think they can say whatever they want without having any consequences. 
it's really just sickening. Honestly, there's there's no place for it in sports, and there's there's no place for it anywhere. Really, uh, this world is just honestly fucked. Um, is yeah. what it comes down to. I could get in the whole Texas school shooting and all that, what just happened, but but I'm not. Uh, people are just fucked. At the end of the day, this is a game. You, you can't attack someone and their family because of the outcome in the game. It, it, I know it's high stakes in the playoffs. There's a lot on the line, but but come on, dude. Like p- people, people just need a reality check. I mean, that that's a person. It's a human being, and the, the shit you say, it, it's permanent and it, it doesn't go mm-hmm. away. Yeah, and like the the sign, the shine of good light on here, like. Kadri's been ripping it up ever since. So whatever you said to him, you probably shouldn't have said it to him. The guy's fucking absolutely burying your blues. So if anything, the blues deserve to lose a series after the way, like the whole fan base and everything, like how David Perron even responded. Yeah, yeah, and Bennington just acting like a whole like complete bitch too. He's so, such a head case. Yeah, so like, <laughs> honestly, that's the only thing I respected that he threw the water ball on because it's like whatever. Dude. Yeah, but it's no, a classic water ball. No, but the thing is at the end of the day, like you gotta be classy, dude. Like if anything, the blues do not deserve to win this series. So leave it at that. It honestly made me so happy that Kadri went out there and scored a hat trick that next game. Yeah. And it, honestly, I called it. My girlfriend and I were on the couch before the game. They were talking about, you know, the whole Kadri thing and, and all the comments made towards him. And I was like, watch, he's going to go out and he's going to score a hat trick tonight. Like, honestly, jokingly said it. But he, he did end up going out and he did put in a hattie. Humble there's, brag. There's no better way to just give a big old fuck you to St. Louis and their fan base than by going out and scoring a hat trick the next night and giving them a 3-1 series lead. It's just, it was unreal. You know, who would have thought that the hockey world would be backing up Nazem Kadri and Brad Marchand in the same playoffs? Yeah, <laughs> Two of the most biggest scumbags in the league. <laughs> you know who's like kind of having the same type of series is Vanna Kane. Yeah. yeah. Another guy, yep. He's <laughs> kind of a scumbag. Kind of? He is a scumbag. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, all right. You, all right, fine. You can you can say that. <laughs> it's fair to you say. You can say that. <laughs> it's uh, fair yeah, to say. Yeah, he's, I mean, and then... They were trying to get under his skin, and then he responded like, all right, I'm going to go score a Hattie, you know, and, like, that's the way way you want to do it. I mean, I don't like either guy, but, hey, you know, they're playing good hockey. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts, dude. Crazy time we're living in, boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, is this series over? The Blues yeah, have any shot of coming back? I mean, I would love to see it, but the way Huso looks at net, it's not looking great. He doesn't look comfortable. He looks like he just got thrown to the wolves. Yeah, I agree. And the, like you said, like Perron, like he's lost it in his head. Like he's yeah. one of their best, like surprisingly, he's like one of their best players. Like when he's on, they're great. I think it was, who's their coach in St. Louis? Uh, Barube. Barube. He said, he was like, Oh, you know, we're we're not going to target Kadri next game. You know, we're just going to go out there and focus on winning. And what they exactly do? They went out and they targeted Kadri. Like, yeah. guy was trying Jumped to get, <laughs> guy was trying to skate off the ice, and then all of a sudden he gets like blindsided by Perron, and then he scored. And Perron tried to give him a cheap yeah, shot, bow in the face. Him, yeah, messed like, him, right, yeah, you guys are real focused on winning. But You're Bar- just worried about taking out if, one guy, and then if, he goes and scores a yeah. hattie on you. Like that worked. <laughs> if you see Barube Bar- when he played, he was a scumbag when he played. He's like, you take on the personality of head coach. When you when you play, yeah, like that's, that's true, how yeah. it works. Like Barube was a like he played a thousand games, but he was beating people's heads in. And he's doing it. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is unfortunate, whichever way you look at it. Binner was really on his A game this uh, postseason. That yeah, was the killer. He looked like playoff Binner from 2019, that Stanley Cup run. He was back. He was back in pure form. And what I saw from him the first two games, I'm like, damn, dude, the Blues are really gonna you know, give the abs a test here. And, like, I, I was like, this is going to go seven. Then, obviously, the incident happens and what, whatever happened after transpired, unfortunately. Um, 
But, you know, Huso was thrown in there. Everyone thought he was going to be the guy. He actually started in net for them this postseason. It wasn't even Bennington. It was Huso. And Huso looked shaky his first few games. They thought he's going to be the guy. He just ain't it, unfortunately. Great regular season. But, you know, postseason, he clearly didn't show up. Um, But, yeah, unfortunate for the Blues. Well, one play kind of determined the whole series. I guess I heard, like, the year they beat us in the Cup, they were banking on Huso. To be that guy that year that Benny came out and won the cup, which is kind of interesting. Because imagine if they just swip, nah, like yeah, swapped. swapped. Yeah, yeah it would be completely different. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the Blues. <laughs> they, after what's transpired, I think they're gonna go like forty years without a cup again. That's just me though. Fuck them. All right, why don't we move on to another series that hasn't been the most exciting series by any means, but it's been the tightest series that we've seen in the second round. And that is the uh, New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes are currently tied two games to two. Both games, uh, both teams were able to secure back-to-back wins on home ice. Now they're heading back to Raleigh for a pivotal game five tomorrow night. What have you guys' thoughts been on this series so far? I picked the Canes to win the Stanley Cup, and you need a win on the fucking road <laughs> to even have a chance. And they're like 6-0 and at home, 0-5 oh on the road. They're minus 13 goal differential on the road, but they're plus like 16 at home. You can't just be be a home team. You gotta you gotta be a road team. Uh, they weren't really testing Shesty like last game. Like Shesty didn't. He made a couple of great saves, but they weren't really like peppering him like they should. That's how you beat Sisterik. You keep on throwing pucks on net. He's gonna let up. He's gonna he's bound to let up one, a couple. You know what I mean? And and they're just like not getting pucks deep, grinding the team down like they did in, like against us against the Bruins. So kind of getting away from the game a little bit i think they're trying to match the rangers is like superstar like flashiness and that's just not how like that's not how they're built like rob, rob the bod brindamore is definitely not coaching that way like their their system is the grind down teams because they're they're fast they're strong and then they play good defensive game and ronta's been playing great so if anything the canes just need to like, go back to like what they were doing being physical like they need to stop matching whatever is going like they're trying to match yeah i completely agree bob the canes for whatever reason have completely changed their game plan. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know either. I mean, we saw it last series in Boston. Uh, they took care of business at home, couldn't win on the road. We've seen the same trend. Um, honestly, I thought the Rags were done after going down 0-2. I yeah. was like, oh, the Rags ain't built for this. They're too young. They're all done. But th- they've surprised me. The Rags, though, have completely changed their game plan as well. They tightened it up defensively, which we did not see at all against Pittsburgh. They were just like letting Pittsburgh just waltz into their zone untouched. Um, all of a sudden, Chesty's back to that godlike form that we saw in the regular season. So that's a scary sight to see. The Rags' top dogs, they've been getting it done. Zabanjed, Panarin, Boxy, Kreider, they're all stepping up big time. And they're getting a lot of production from those young guys like uh, um, Laffy, Chidal, Kako. They're calling them the kid line because the they're all yeah. like 22 and younger. Yeah. So you know, you're getting a lot of production from everyone on the Rags. I'm not too worried though, because the Canes are just like if if it does like history does repeat itself, they're just gonna win Game Five, lose Game Six, and win Game Seven. That, that that's how their trend is. But you need to win on the road. Like, you can't just you, keep, to, you yeah. can't just keep on going to Game Seven because just because you have the home ice advantage, it's just getting annoying. What do you what do you think, Vinny? Uh, I just don't understand like whether Canes like yeah like you said they went away from the game plan. They were such a good forechecking team, like just dump it get on guys you know one or uh, like just get two guys on the puck one man high you know they were fast they were bullies they were going in 
beating you up in the corner, getting the puck out, scoring goals. And now it's like non-existent. They're just like kind of playing down to like the playing Ranger style of hockey where the Rangers are just kind of like running gun. But you got like when you see Lindgren come back in the lineup, they just changed completely. Yeah, he was a big piece. Like they, he was gone for most of the Penguin series, and then he got plugged in like game five, and then they won the series. And they played like they weren't letting up goals. Like he's sturdy back there, which is good for them. I, I just don't – I. I don't know what Rod the Bod's doing. Like, Ranta's been playing really well. They just haven't been able to, like, it looks like they're shook when they're in the offensive zone. Like, I see them trying to handle, like, keep possession of the puck, and, like, they just can't get to the middle of the ice. What I've seen from the Canes the past few games is that they're just buying into all the bullshit. You know, like, the the after-the-whistle shit. They're not focusing on the, the game of hockey. They've gotten away from, you know, what's made them a successful team. You know, they're starting fights at the end of the game. They're clearly getting frustrated. Yeah. Tony D'Angelo's acting like a complete scumbag again. You know, just, just chirping, <laughs> chirping, 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 Shocker. right? Shocker. The guy was playing unbelievable when he keeps his mouth shut. And then now all he's, all he's worried about is just, you know, chirping people. Even Gerard Gallant was like, shut the fuck up. He was yeah. like, yeah, keep yeah. talking, Tony D. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. love that. Gallant was fired up at the end of the game. I love Gallant. The were starting that I shit. Well, you, know, you know who's, like, absolutely mixing it up and is probably, like, they're so scared of is Ryan Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Reeves was skate like literally at the end of the game. I don't know. It wasn't the end and complete end, but it was like the third three four minutes left. He's literally Max Domi. Like I think that was uh it was Domi two yeah, games in a yeah, row. No, started being- yo Domi's like <laughs> skating around trying to like play and like Reeves ain't even looking at the puck. He's just looking at Max Domi like this. He's just like and the, Max Domi's like looking the complete other way like at the puck and he's just like what's up dude what's up and Max Domi's scared shitless. Yeah. You know he's gonna get dummied oh. dude, oh, dude the, the canes they're, they're trying to get tough with the wrong guys yeah. like, like the canes don't have tough guys like the rags do like rags have revo even truba's been out yeah. there taking guys heads off and that was a clean hit <laughs> on domi domi fell like no matter what people say like tough, it would have been a clean hit if he did not die like fall on the ground like that was that was not on truba I don't know why the Canes are trying to go after these guys that no one wants to mess with. Like, Revo's one of the baddest dudes in the league. Like, why are you poking the bear with him? Like, yeah, like that's crazy. just idiotic. The Rags, they've done Don't a great job. The Rags have just done a great job of getting under the Canes' skin. And you can see how frustrated Carolina has been the past few games. Where Where is Snatchnikov then? He's, like, their best. All- I think they might be, like, other than Ajo, he's, like, their goal. Like, big goal scorer, too. Like, he, I haven't seen much from him. He's got to do something. Aho kind of disappearing too. So the, the thing is, like on the beginning of the series, uh, what was it like? That was last episode. So what I said was like, it's gonna come down to special teams. This series is gonna come down to special teams. Like you said, Coco, like the Canes are literally buying, like buying into the bullshit, and they're getting into the box way yeah. too much. And then like the the Rags, just most of their goals are just power plays. Yeah. Like it's they all have power, a play goals. power play goals. Uh, Chris Cry led the league in power play goals. Exactly. You can't and, you can't give that guy power play time. And and the Rangers are staying out of the box, so like then like the Canes aren't getting as many power plays, so they're not. But their power play has been, has suffered. They're like nine for their last like ninety five, yeah, and whatever. Tough. And it's like, dude, I mean, it's power plays don't really define teams though, because the Bruins won twenty eleven, and we had a god awful power oh, play. That's brutal. So I mean, what I'm not worried about the power play, but like at the same time, it's like you got to stay out of the box. You got to play smart. You got to go back to Canes hockey where you play 
straight defense, lockdown defense, get the pucks in deep and just grind down teams and bury your opportunities. That's what that's why I picked them to win the cup because they're like the when they play in their game plan in the system that Rod the Ball wants them to play, they're like unbeatable. They're unbeatable. That's so, be. so I don't know. And like, um, steady Freddie, Fred Anderson, Freddie Anderson is, um, he's, uh, what's questionable. You, no, he's not questionable. He's like, well, like questionable, I guess, he's but available, he's, right? he's available for game yeah. five. So like, I don't, I doubt they're probably going to put him in, but like, it's like, that's a good option to have if they really want to switch things up. I but mean, like Ranta's been playing pretty well though. Yeah, he's been real solid. I think. Uh, do you guys see that video? Surprising. You see the video of uh, Sabanajad sitting next to Kreider on the bench, and then he like reaches for the iPad, yeah, and then Kreider like literally looks at him like this. He's like, "What the fuck? Give me this! This is bullshit!" Throws it across <laughs> like the bench. I'm like, I love that because like that shows like le- big yeah. time leadership. He's like, "Bro, we're like." He he's just like we got this. I'll tell you what you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why isn't he the captain? No, he's going to be captain. Why isn't he captain they have right no now? Captain, right? Yeah, no. it's it's gonna be between him and Truba. No, probably. it's it's gotta be Kreider. No, but it's gonna be between cried. them too. Yeah. Like yeah. if there's gonna be like a little contest, it's between him and Truba. Not the way I saw it. If he's yelling at Zabanja yeah. like that, he's the man. The background story in that was uh, Zabanja was trying to look at a replay of the missed breakaway that he had, and Kreider was like, "Nah, forget that. Like, yeah. why are you looking on a play that you know that just happened? Let's focus on the next play, like better yeah. the next one." Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, short story memory. Nothing you can do about it. Like, yeah. what, what are you gonna look at it for? Like, yeah, yeah. Which I oh, I didn't know that. Later. I just saw the video. Which oh, is okay. great leadership, though. It's like, yeah. all right, dude, forget about oh, it. He Move was on. Pissed, You'll bury too. the next one. Banajed's been big time lately, scoring back to back games. He's been stepping up. Um, as great as the rags have looked, though, I do not think it's panic mode for the Canes just yet. No. Um, they know how dominant they are at home. There's a huge game five for them at home, which they have not lost yet um, in their own barn. Ronta's been playing great, right? So there's no really, um, there's nothing to worry about in between the pipes. Ronta's look great. Uh, they've been getting their chances. They they just can't bury. Shesty, obviously, Vesna finalist, probably going to win the Vesna. Hart finalist, potentially could be MVP of the league. So, you know, he, he's just playing playing as good as he can. And I think Rod the Bod, he's going to take control of that locker room. He has to. He has to ream them out after those two games in New York. Do whatever he's got to do. Skin an elk for the boys. I don't know. He might have ran out of elk. So I think yeah. he skinned too many. <laughs> Yeah, is it's it not, out, is it elk? Yeah, I was gonna say, is it elk season or do they they outlaw? He's got one saved in the freezer. <laughs> it's ready to go. No, no, he's gonna let it, he's gonna let it thaw out. Yeah. You know, that's why he didn't have one last. Did, did his off season routine is just killing mad elks, just like like killing them and putting them in his freezer, just like he needs to skin one, like just in case he needs one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They've been doing that for that. years. Yeah. So. They, 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 teams do that in a few weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, what, what the fuck do you think it's, you made that up? It's like the Canes have the most outrageous like post game yeah, celebration I've ever seen. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I was like clapping. I'm not. I'm not. I, a fan I, I of love it. the Canes, like, just like because I think they're gonna win. I like the way they play, I like that, like how their team structured. But like, the storm surge is so fucking cringy. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's it's, a, it's such a small market thing to do because I feel like they think they have to do it for the fans so they come back it's like the bruins they're just like all right get off the ice like you know what i mean it's like you don't have to sell tickets like in boston or anything well because like, the thing is we're so passionate about hockey yeah, we'll be and, and we're cross-eyed drunk dude we don't give a fuck <laughs> like if we win dude we're like oh yeah whatever let's go to let's go to banners let's go to like whatever yeah like, it's ridiculous yeah, yeah let's go to grace bar like oh 
That's why when I see shit like that, I just laugh. I'm like, this is that's it's ridiculous. They also oh. completely ripped that off from um, Team Iceland Soccer. They do that. Oh, it's yeah. called the Viking clap. So they ripped that off. From, well, soccer's from normal to team. do that. Soccer's well, yeah, stupid. soccer's a bunch of sickos. Yeah. So like, I can see why they're doing it. And then from like Iceland, like what the hell's going on up there? Soccer like, like rips their shirt off and runs around yeah. and stuff when they score. They're, well, like, they're yeah. nuts over there. They're, and then they sit the on the ground, and then they lay on the ground for ten minutes after they get touched. <laughs> yeah, <that's brutal. laughs> but no, I think the Canes are gonna be fine. I think they're gonna be able to get by New York in this series. I think it's gonna go seven again. They're gonna win at home, lose one in MSG again, yeah. win Game Seven. But that shit ain't gonna fly next round against Tampa. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was about to say that, dude. Like, <laughs> like the I have like the Canes. Like my bracket is set up to like where it's Lightning Canes in the Eastern Conference, and I have obviously the Canes winning. Like if they can't win on the road, dude, they are screwed. I really yeah. want to see a Rags uh, Lightning because I want to see oh, yeah. Sh- I want to see Shasty and Vazzy go at it because like I don't want to question Martin Mark and I want it all like I want it straight up. I think either way we'll get a good one, but I think Kane's gonna win this one in seven. I think we're gonna get Carolina Tampa. Do they have Game Seven at home? Yeah, yeah, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. yeah they have home uh, they yeah. have home ice the whole playoffs. Hey, they have home ice I, against Tampa. I guess too, the Rags, it, it doesn't phase them where they play, it seems like. Did they won in Carolina? No. Oh, they haven't, so no. it's been back both and forth. Both teams have won on the, at home. Both teams both uh, took both yeah, games. Yeah, Canes are 6-0 Canes are at yeah, home Canes and 0-5 on the road. Yeah, which there's definitely, so frustrating there's definitely never been a team that's won a Stanley Cup without so, winning a road That's like, the, yeah. that's like yeah. the Celtics, yeah. right? Now. Yeah, Imagine if that happened, though. That would be nuts. That would be insane. They go like 0-13 on the road, but they go like – 15 and 0 on the road. I mean, on, the, on at home or whatever. So let's get into the last series uh, in the second round. We, the Battle of Alberta. Uh, but this battle has been pretty one sided, if you ask me. Flames won game uh, game one, 9 to 6. But then ever since then, it's been all Oilers ever since. Oilers won the next three games in the series by a combined score of 14 to 7. And they now have a commanding 3 to 1 series lead. What is going on in the Battle of Alberta right now? Two teams, one Berta, baby. Um, no, dude, fucking Markstrom, dude. Like, the, the beginning of that game last night, I almost just went that bad. I was like, oh, guess this is going to be one of those games. Like, it was 3 it was three nothing going into the second, dude. I, was, I, fell asleep, I was snoozing on my couch. But, yeah, I don't know what's good. It's just mostly just like McDavid, dude. Like, they don't have a game plan against McDavid. I know, like, he just – McDavid, all you really got to do is just, like, force him to the perimeter. Like, don't give him the middle of the ice. But honestly, it's probably hard to contain him yeah. in the perimeter because he's too <laughs> fucking quick and like he's so like agile. But like it just Daryl Sutter doesn't have a, doesn't have an answer for McDavid because every single goal that was scored, I would say like probably ninety five percent of the goals were a McDavid um, assist or oh, like yeah. or, or like he like broke it out or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's been the McDavid show. He has twenty five points in eleven games. I mean, holy shit, dude! Is that good? Over two points a game. Is that good? Um, that McDavid dry side Evander Kane line has been a nightmare for any opponent. As good as McDavid has been, dry chipping in. He's got 22 points. And oh, Evander Kane, yeah, he leads the entire playoffs in goals with 12 right now. And did I not say that that was a great pickup for the Oilers? And oh, if you, yeah. If you yeah, new to the show. Go take a listen to episode one if you don't believe me. Yeah, said, yeah, that said, was that was a great segment. Like, watch this guy Evander Kane, you know, come in really turn the season around for the Oilers. Pretty sure we all agree hey, on that. Look one. at him. Yeah, it was a mutual agreement. Well, Coco said it, but, we, we, but I mean, we, the Oilers role, role guys—they've been stepping up too. Hyman's been playing great. Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto—they're—they're they're getting production all over the place in Edmonton. Uh so like I've—I've I've no, like it's crazy. He's such a chico in the power play, McDavid, because I guess they—they they moved him to the middle of the ice, like the bumper spot. 
So, like, the thing is, it's such a cheat code. You get him the puck in the middle of the ice, and no one can attack him. Because, because no one wants to collapse. No, no, yeah. because they, they're they scared that he's going to pass the puck. They, they respect his passing so much, they just want him to shoot it. So, you see, like, Hyman. You see the Hyman goal when yeah, he's, he's right like, on the door. Yeah, he's, all, yeah. he's, like, hugging, hugging the post. Dude, there's not, like any flames in his like five feet of him and he like literally looks up trying to pass and then he just rips it right at heim and and it's 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 sad like how good like how bad like the defense was on a such a good team like calgary and like how scared they are of mcdavid i mean oilers have looked unreal i'll give it to them the flames have just been a disgrace i mean they completely went away from their identity as a hockey team which is get pucks in deep Grind it out. Just like the Canes. Play tight defense. We haven't seen any of that this series. They completely changed their play style. Instead, we're seeing the Flames try and play run and gun in, in this pawn hockey bullshit against a team that does that better than anyone else in the league. Right. I mean, that's the Oilers' game plan. Is that They're going to play run and gun. They're going to try and beat you with speed. They're going to try and dangle around you. And I don't know why the Flames are trying to match that when they haven't done that all year. It, it just makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, the Flames got to park the bus. And there's too many breakdowns I've seen like in the middle of the ice. Too much open ice in the middle. There's They got like 2D in the corner I saw last night. And then you got the guy that's closest to the net trying to work his way to the middle. And this oil seems so fast. You don't have time to recover like that. And like I see, I see yeah, loose pucks in the middle where – the flame should be like chipping it out, like getting there first. And you just see an oiler walk into the high slot, Hawaii, and put it. To- and then you got Markstrom, it's going off his blocker and top dog. And I'm like, dude, this seems not right. Like, their goalie's not even playing good. They can't play defense in their own zone. Like, half the guys, I'm like, they're out of position. They're on, they're collapsing down into the corner. Like, it's, it's, it's bad. They're in a bad way right now, the flames. Yeah. So, I don't know how you can't win a hockey game when the opposing goalie lets in a goal from 180 feet. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't Fossil. get it. I don't <laughs> get it, dude. Like, dude, the thing is, like, like it was a good play by Anderson. He just got it ripped down the ice. Like, you never know. He just, he's put on net. You never know. And, dude, Mike Smith, his reaction was like, it wasn't his fault. Dude, he like had his arms up, like what the fuck? It's that's like, not, dude, like uh, that's not even the worst goal to let up. Like freaking Markstrom with like uh, thirty seconds, seconds in, in he goes, "Oh, I'm gonna play the puck." But the thing is, he looks he looks down the whole time. He doesn't even look to see where he's passing the friggin' puck. This might be like the worst like goaltender. Yeah, like it, it's like, thirty seconds in. This series what? is a joke. He doesn't even know who's behind him. It looks like he could have just let the puck go right around the net, and then his. D-man's right behind like, him. He's a muffin right yeah. out front. And then he looks Hawaii. down. He doesn't even look to see where he's passing. Off the hill of his blade and then right to the guy in the slot and they snipe. Like, that's – if I'm the t- – oh, my God. If I'm the Calgary, I'm like, are you – is this how we're going to start? Like, it's yeah, a backbreaker. screwed, right? It's a backbreaker, man. I mean, Jacob Markstrom, what the fuck happened to this guy, dude? He was a Vesna finalist after the regular season. Now he looks like a men's league goalie out there. Guy can't stop a beach ball. He's completely rattled. He's in his own head right now. And if I'm the Flames, I would make the move to Vladar for game five. Yeah, I think you, you have you, to. Yeah, you do. The way Markstrom's in playing, you have to go to Vladar. You got to make a change kind of you know try and rally the team because markstrom's just killing you that he lets in he gives that muffin away in front of his own net 20 seconds in 
And then, you know, Flames started to pick it up a bit. We're, like, getting some chances. And at the end of the first, let's in an absolute muffin again from Evander Kane. It was, like, a brutal shot on net. And it just, like, went was that Was blocker. that the one that went off his blocker? The one I was yeah. talking about earlier? It was, like, yeah. terrible. Yeah, it was, it was from the highest floor. It was probably 20 feet up. Yeah, you got to make the change right now. I know he's a Vezina finalist. He was great. But he, he's just rattled. He's in his own head. He's got the yips. It's like he's never played goaltender before. Um, you got to go with Vladar. Markstrom is being outplayed the entire series by a senior citizen on the other end of the ice. I mean, Mike Smith. <laughs> Imagine getting outplayed by a guy that's 42 years old, had just had hip surgery, and let in a goal from 180 feet. And you're getting outplayed. And remember Crazy. the first game? What was it? The 9-6 to six game? Yeah. He was a pile on it. Yeah, he got yanked on like oh, the second period. That was like when I saw that, I was like, oh, he's Maybe done. Maybe in the first he period, was, he got yanked. Yeah, no, it was th- he got the seven hook. minutes in. And yeah. it was three nothing Calgary. Oh my god! I just don't. Uh, good, good for Mike Smith for bouncing back. Like that takes mental, like huge man. He's got a bigger head. Like I mean, uh, like more of a head on his shoulders than Markstrom. Yeah, does. yeah, dude. They, if the if the Avalanche, which I think is going to beat the Blues, they're they're a shoe into the Stanley Cup final because like either if the Oilers or the Calgary Flames went, obviously like either one, dude, they have the awful goaltending. Yeah, dude, Nathan McKinnon will pick them apart. Makar, Ranton, and dude, like, oh my god, like, it would be a massacre. Yeah, I mean, Mike Smith looked great, no discredit to him. He bounced back big, like you said, Simpski after game one. But did anyone think that Mike Smith would outduel Jacob Markstrom in the series? No. There's no, there's no chance. No. There's no, no chance anyone saw that coming. I don't know what happened to the Flames, but the Flame has been put out. They're finished. Yeah, last night was it. Like, when I saw, like, we were talking about, like, the throw, like, when they scored on Marson from like 200 feet or no well not Smith from like 200 feet last night I was watching it's I was like tie. I was like oh nice I'm like hey at least I can like stay up and watch a little bit of hockey and then they can't like Calgary can't clear the front of the net for their lives even though they got like sturdy defensemen that should be able to body these little oil of forwards because they don't really have anyone that's that tough up front I mean, Hyman, he's... Kane. Yeah, I mean, like, those guys are, like, good, but, like, I feel like they they got, like, Zadorov, who's, like, 6'5", like, 2-something. Yeah. Like, you got... They got Killing, Yeah, Chillington, yeah. he should... He's big enough where they should be able to, like, hit guys or box them out at least. Chillington's nasty. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they got really How good D. He's no new. I think he's he, young. I think. Yeah, he's got. I mean, I don't know about young, but he's probably been floating around, like probably in the minors. Dude, his edges and his hands, like everything he does, is like incredible. He's like he's one of ninety-seven. Oh shit, he's year, um younger than us, so he's yeah. like twenty-five. Drafted in twenty fifteen. Oh really? Yeah, Sweden. I I think it was he's his, Swedish. Yeah. Oh, that's why his name's pronounced Stockholm, weird. Sweden. That's why I thought he was Canadian. That's I think that's that's probably why he's such a good skater. Like all the Swedish people are sick at skating. Really Swedish? Yeah. I look at him. I'm like, he looks. I don't know. He doesn't look Swedish, but whatever. Well, I think that wraps it up for our uh, playoff update. You know, we'll see how these series pan out. We'll keep you up to date as we head into the conference finals. Um, as we head into the weekend, though, I think it's important to remind our listeners to head over to Addie's Barbershop, located in Quincy or Stoughton, Mass. Go see our guy Linsky and other certified master barbers who are able to do all different types of hairstyles and haircuts. They have serviced many different types of hair textures, and there's nothing that they cannot do when it comes to uh, barbering. To avoid those long waits and lines, go book your appointment now at www.ateesebarbershop.com. Go to Addie's Barbershop today 
And our guy Linsky will have you looking right and looking tight. All right, boys, before we sign off today, Bob, you want to educate everyone with your fun fact of the day? All right, the, so this fact is pretty much uh, going to be pointed out to every single one of us sitting in this room. Oh, boy. Wearing headphones for just an hour will increase the bacteria in your ears by 700 times. Jesus. Yeah, so uh, us sitting here for an hour with these on our, um, on our heads, just put a bunch of bacteria in our ears. And, uh, and then people that are listening to us through your headphones, <laughs> I, I probably just freaked you the fuck out too. <laughs> and uh, I'm keeping mine on just because... How do you clean your ears? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a big um, cotton swab guy, but like I got an ear infection from it and my dad told me I'm an idiot for doing yeah, that. So heard, people that do... If you do Q, um, Q-tips in your ears, don't do it. It... it uh, I've had some Doesn't pretty it bad experience. Does just clog up your ears? Oh, more? dude, I did. I've been. I was doing it for like years, dude. And then yeah, like, it can like really I, fuck up your hearing. Oh, dude, it's so bad. I like. I was doing it for years, and then like out of nowhere, dude, I woke up. My ear was killing me, dude. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it's and I felt. Right? I felt all this like fluid in my ear, dude. It took like two and a half weeks for it to declog, and when it oh, came out, it was insane. That's so brilliant. much came out, but. Hope uh, you're not listening to breakfast or eating breakfast right now as you're listening to this. <laughs> oh, dude, I like. I'm sorry, but uh, I get carried away a little bit on here. Yeah, because if you put an air, uh, if you put like one of those uh, Q-tips in your ear, like you can like hit your eardrum and like fuck your hair up. Too. Oh no, I've I've hit my eardrum a couple of times. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's not good. Yeah, dude, dude, put some fucking hair in your chest. But uh, yeah, so that's my fun fact. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sick chair. Never button. popped an eardrum before. Yeah, yeah oh, dude, you think you're tougher than the sun? The fucking sun. Ba- ba- what do you got? Like, Hot Juniors. Buzz like, yo, hearing's a tight. Yeah, hearing's overrated, dude. You kidding me? Yeah, who needs a hair? Um, yeah. So uh, next time uh, we tune in, Butts will be uh, freshly pierced on his nipples, and uh, he's gonna be ten times more attractive. So, <laughs> so wait, if ladies. any any ladies listen to this, uh, tune, doing, tune tune into our Instagram. He, he's doing it for you, ladies. Low key. He's just, a bit. He's a big simple, pl- um, simple plan fan. You should start going like piercings all over the place. Bull ring on the nose, gauges. Just go all in. I'm just gonna take absolute bushes on next year. Yeah, just be like, <laughs> just be like the Detroit Red Wings are gonna make the playoffs yeah. on my on my septum. <laughs> hey, we gotta cl- yo clip that. That might happen next year. That might happen. They might. They might. You never know. Hot take for next year. All right, so don't forget to tune in to the UDL podcast where the boys at the high slot will be covering a couple of you lucky winners' entry fees for their upcoming tournaments. All you have to do to be eligible is subscribe to the Hedgebetter YouTube page, then go over to Instagram and swing a follow to Hedgebetter, the high slot podcast, and the other podcasts in the Hedgebetter family, including Steel and Naz, the Scramble Pod, and the Mass Appeal podcast. Four new winners will be announced live each week on the Ultimate Die Lead podcast, which is every Tuesday at 8 p.m. So if you think you got game at Beer Die and want to play in their upcoming tournaments for free, then go subscribe to the Hedgebetter YouTube page and follow the members of the, uh, of the Hedgebetter family. So as always, we would like to thank our producer, Hedgebetter Industries. They continue to revolutionize the sports betting industry. Be sure to go check them out over at www.hedgebetter.com. I think that just about wraps it up for us today. We hope you enjoyed another episode of The High Slot. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to go check us out over on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at High Slot Podcast for more daily hockey content. Thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. See you. Thank you. Peace. Peace.